Okay, and welcome back to another in our ongoing series of Shurim on Dafyomi. We are now at the final mission of the fourth parak, a mission that we have long anticipated arriving at because of its centrality in the discussion of the definition of Mamzerut, Daf Memtet Amur Aleph, and the mission at the beginning. And today it really is worthwhile looking at the source sheet with the uh, associated psukim. Ezu Mamzer, Kol She'er Basar Shu Beloyavo, now, our Mishnah represents one of the versions of Rabbi Akiva. We'll see that there are three. And this is the most lenient one. That Rabbi Akiva says, Lota'ases, which are the result of consanguinity as opposed to, uh, let's say, a Mamzer or Amoni or Moavi, uh, produces a, uh, a Mamzer. Of course, Karet and Mitopetin certainly do. Shimon Atemani Omer, the Mishnah internally rules like Shimon Atimani, we've already seen, who says that it's Chiyuv Karet and Morvir that creates a Mamzer. And Rabbi Yeshua Omer, Mitat Beitin. So those are the three opinions Rabbi Akiva, Lav, and more severe, Shimon Atimani, Karet and more severe, Rabbi Yeshua, only Chiyuv Mitat Beitin. Anything less is not a Mamzer. Now, even though we said Allah Hakishim Natimani, we nonetheless have the story. He said, I saw a genealogical record in Yerushalayim, but it said, It said, This man is a Mamzer, and he's a Mamzer because of the result of violation of Eshet Ish, which is, of course, Chiyuv Mita, and that supports the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua that if it were not for the fact that it was a relationship that involved capital punishment, then he would not be a mamzer. Nonetheless, Talachai is Kishimana Timani, but he is bringing this as uh, support for Yeshua. Parenthetically, the next piece of the Mishnah, which the Gemara later says is absolutely unnecessary, says, If a man's wife dies, he's allowed to have relations with her sister, marry her sister. But if he divorced her and then she died, or if she remarried and then she died, in any of those cases, he's allowed to marry the sister. Same thing if he a woman and she dies. He can marry her sister. He gave her and she died. He gave her she married another man, then she died. In any case, as long as the index woman is dead, the sister is mutar. It doesn't matter what happened in the meantime. He stayed married to her, or cholitzer, gave her gerushin. She remarried and died, it doesn't matter. In any one of those cases, um, your mutar ba'achota. Good. So now, what is the reason for the three machloket? And as I mentioned, there's really uh, two other opinions about what Rabbi Akiva said that are more severe. There is Rabbi Simoy, who said that Rabbi Akiva said any lotase, meaning even a lotase that's not the result of consanguinity, still creates a mamzer. So, for instance, an Amoni, who has relations with a Jewish girl, creates a mamzer. Uh, an Ovid Kochavim, an Evid, uh, that has a relation with the Bait Yisrael, will create a Mamzer. Good. And then there's Rabbi Yishevav, who says, even Isur Ase. So, for instance, a, a, uh, a Mitzri, Sheni, a Mitzri converts, marries a, marries a Mitzri to converted, uh, and then has a child. That child is a Mitzri Sheni. That Mitzri Sheni is not allowed to marry a Jewish woman as an Isur Ase, because Dor Ishlishi Avolem. We'll discuss this at the end of Masachim Kiddushin. Um, and therefore, that's an Isur Ase. Rabbi Yeshivav said, even that, according to Rabbi Akiva, creates a mamzer. Good. So my time to Rabbi Akiva, why does Rabbi Akiva say even a lotase creates mamzer? So we have to remember, as you take a look at pasuk number two on the page, which is loyavom mamzer b'kal adunai, uh, is nearly immediately after uh, the prohibition that we've dealt with several times in the earlier prakim 
that lo yikach ish and ish aviv lo yigalek knaf aviv. Which we remember, according to Rabbi Yehuda, was a reference to Anusat Aviv, which is a lotase, and according to Rabbanan, is a reference to Shomer Yavam Shel Aviv, which of course is a chiyuv karet. Good. So now Rabbi Kiva said, "Dechiv lo yikach ishdei shtaviv lo yigal knaf aviv, knaf shor aviv lo yigalat." Meaning, anyone that his father ever had relations with, he's not allowed to have relations with, and even Anusat Aviv. So Rabbi Kiva interprets the pasuk like Rabbi Yehuda. What's the next pasuk? Nearly the next pasuk. So we see that So the sense is that whatever that pasuk prohibited, if you violate it, the result is a mamzer. Now, with the Rabbi Simoi, the Mar Bashar Chavilavin, the Lavsher, the Sheer, and Rabbi Simoi, who says that Rabbi Akiva extended mamzer even to Chavilavin that are not Sheer Basar, not consanguinity. As I mentioned before, because the pasuk says that's extra, and therefore it's there to say even something which is extended beyond any sort of violation, uh, an illicit relationship creates a mamzer. That's how they read it. Now, what does he do? He says that the the pasuk he agrees. That Mamzer is defined by the Pasuk Lo Yikach Ishtashtavim. The question is just what does it mean? So he holds like the Rabbanan. That it's not talking about Anusataviv, which is a Lotase, but rather Shomer Yavam Shalaviv, meaning a man that um, that his father uh, was going to be Miyabeng. Right? Uh, and by the way, why is a chavikritot? Because it is eshet achiyaviv. Okay, now v'samichle loyavu mamzer. Right? Alma mechavikritot havi mamzer. Rabbi Shu, what does he do? Liichtav rachmana loyigalat. So the pasuk only had to say loyigalat knafaviv. Loyikach lamali. What do you need? Both loyikach and loyigalat. Alalav hachikamar. This is what it means. Mi loyikach ad loyigalat havi mamzer. Meaning only what's between loyikach and loyigalat is a mamzer. What's that? Loyikach eshet eshet aviv. Eshet Aviv. And Eshet Aviv, of course, is Chiyuv Mita. And therefore, uh, Rabbi Shua says it's only Chiyuv Mita that creates Mamzerut. In other words, he says that the fact that it says Lo Yikach Velo means that the definition of Mamzer is what's right in between those two phrases, which is Eshet Aviv. says, no matter what your opinion is, even Rabbi Akiva, and certainly, and, and Rabbi Shimon Atimani, who says, Chiyuv Karet creates Mamzer, and neither is Chiyuv Karet. And even Rabbi Akiva, and even the, the most stringent opinions of the Rabbi Akiva will agree that every relations with the need of the child is not a Mamzer, or the same with a Soto, where you're not allowed relations with her while she's in that status. Um, and this is not talking about a Safek Soto that's going to drink the water. This is a, for sure, a woman who's had an affair, and it's your own wife, you're not allowed relations with her. Nonetheless, the Vlad is not a Mamzer. Why? Neither do hatafsi bakidushit shenemar v'tehutini data alav. So pasuk is pasuk number three on the page, which is about via with the nida says v'tehutini data alav, meaning afilu b'shat nida hatafsi bakidushit. And and the v'tehutini data alav means even while she's in nida, she's still alav. In other words, she still can be tofis kedushin. Sota nami da hatafsi bakidushin. Sota is also tofis kedushin. And therefore, Abayi says that everybody agrees that in such a case. Um, um, me in such a case, the child is not a uh, is not a mamzer. And parenthetically, as Rashi points out, uh, the, the reason is because even um, 
even Rabbi Akiva uh, uh, would say, because here it's not a lotase of she'er basar. Right? It's not because this woman is, is related in an incorrect way to you that have relations. It's because this woman herself is problematic. That's not in the parsha. So we have a bright that says the same as Abaye, but adds Shomer Yavam. So why does an Abaye mention Shomer Yavam? Meaning a woman is has fallen to her her husband's her dead husband's brother, and in the meantime an outsider has beer with her. The answer is Abaye Shomer Yavam. We have a machloket later on Daf Tzadi, very big machloket, Daf Tzadi Bet in Rav and Shmuel. About whether it's kiddushin or toface be shomer yavam machutz, and as yutenu, and as a result of that, Rabbi said he didn't want to get in the middle of the machloket, and so he left that out. Good. That this bright clearly is taking the position that kiddushin or toface. Now, Armishim Menazah, we have an expansion on this Megillat Yuchsin that was found in Yerushalayim. Tani, we have a bright Armishim Menazah Omer Matzat Megillat Yuchsin Yerushalayim Chatuba. It says Ish Poni Mamzer Meishet Ish. Said that good. Mishnat Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Kavvenaki says that the rulings we saw this already. The rulings of Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov are distilled and perfect. In other words, halacha should always follow him. Vechatuba. Uh, what else did it say in the uh, in the Megillat Yuchsin? Um, it said that uh, actually Kavvenaki, more tr- accurate translation of Kav, is a a small portion. In other words, we don't have a lot of information from Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, but everything we have is distilled and perfect. And the third thing it says is that Minasha Haragat Yeshaya. So a little bit of background. Yeshayahu Navi, who prophesied at the end of the 8th century BCE, during the time of the fall of the Northern Kingdom, and all the way through the attack of the Assyrians at the beginning, at the end of the 8th century, 701 BCE, against Yerushalayim, and was the court Navi, sort of the Navi at the time of Chizkiyahu Melech, Chizkiyahu, uh, at, some, at one particular point, had... Uh, gone against Ritzon Hashem, and Yeshayahu said to him, you better uh, organize, put your things in order because you're going to die. And Chizkiyahu prayed, and Yeshayahu came back to him and said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given you another 15 years. We're going to deal with that in a moment. Um, and as a result of that, afterwards, Menashe, according to Midrashically, Menashe, whose son was born afterwards, and Menashe was an awful, awful king who uh, ruled for 55 years, but brought Avorazar in and established it, etc. Menashe had a grandson. His son was Ammon, his son was Yoshiahu. And Yoshiahu later uh, was a great king, and Yoshiahu fulfilled a particular prophecy, and we're going to see that in a moment, but an ancient prophecy. Good. So now, the reason I'm telling you all of that is because um, the, this, this Megillat Yuchsin also read that Yoshiahu was murdered or executed by Menashe, the king, who was the son of Chizkiahu. Now, we have a comment on that. Amarava. Menashe didn't just kill him, he executed him. He put him, to, 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 he, uh, put him on trial and he killed him. Amarle, and here's what he accused him of. He accused him of violating the words of Moshe in three ways. Interesting thing to pin on Menashe. Moshe Rabcha Marki Lo Yerani Adam Bachai. said, in the Torah, Moshe says, Moshe quotes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying, a man cannot see me and live. V'yatamart in you, in your inauguration... Uh, prophecy in, in chapter 6 of Yeshayahu, it says, You said you saw Hashem sitting on uh, the great throne. In Sefer Tvarim it says that there is none like Hashem who, call, who responds to us every time we call. What do you say in the famous uh, Nebuah, the thing we read at the beginning of uh, Torah of uh, Tanit Sibor? Call out to God when he's found. Meaning sometimes he's found, sometimes he's not. 
Moshe said in the, in the promise at the end of Mamar Arsina, at the end of Parshim Mishpatim, said, I will fill your days, which means you get a certain amount of days and no more. And you said to Father, to Chizkiyahu, I will add 15 years. As if to say, you had a certain amount of time, I'm going to add 15 years. So, um, so he judged him to be uh, somewhat of mutin, somewhat mutinous against Moshe, and he killed him. Now, Amar Yeshaya, Shayahu said, I know that this fellow will not accept any answers that I give to explain why I seemingly went against Moshe's words. So he said, <clears throat> If I tell him my answers, then he's going to have the information, he's going to kill me anyways, then he'll be mazid, so I won't tell him. So I'm going to go run away and hide in a tree. So they brought this big tree, and they started, uh, they started sawing it. When they got to the point where his mouth was inside, then he died. Shumdamar, why? What was, this, what was the uh, poetic justice? Because in that inaugural Nevoah, Yeshaya refused his mission because he said, How can I be a prophet? I am among a people impure of lips. So his own lips were the, were the point at which he got killed. Okay, that's the story, but in the meantime, how do we re- reconcile Yeshayahu's statements against Moshe's? So the first one is, That all of the Nevim saw Hashem through very fuzzy, filtered glass, as it were. And therefore, they really thought they were seeing Hashem. Moshe, who saw clearly, saw that he could not see Hashem. So how do we answer the second problem? And that is, seek out God when he's found. That's for the Yachid. The Tzibor, anytime they call out, Hashem answers. The Yachid has to find the right time to call out. The Yachid, meaning the individual. The Yachid, Eimat, when is That is, and it's quoted in the Ramah Mechus that is during the ten days between Rosh Hashem and Kippur. And it's probably what do we do with that? So the answer is Tanoihi. It's really Machloka Tanaim, how to read the Pasuk. That means that's how long you get. If you're Zoha, you get your full life. If you don't, then you lose some of it. say, no, you know what Amalei means? Amalei doesn't mean I'll give you the full amount. It means I'll add more. You get some sort of an average. You're going to live 60 years, 70 years. If you're really, really good, you get 10 more. If you're really bad, you get 10 less. Right, which means that according to Chachamim, Yeshayahu was not at all violating what Moshe said. He was uh, supporting what Moshe said. Moshe said, Chamalei means I, I will add to your years. And that means that's what happened to Chizkiyahu. He was okay. He got 15 more years. Right? So they proved to Rabbi Akiva that you could have more years, that years could be added because Yeshayahu said to Chizkiyahu, I'm going to add 15 more years. And the, what his answer was, what they added to him was years that he already had. In other words, he had gone wrong, and he had 15 years of his lifespan chopped off, and now he got those 15 years back um, uh, that, that were his own. After all, we know that in the times of Yaravan ben Nevat, in the, 9th century, in the 10th century BCE, Yeravam is standing there on the Mizbeach in Beit El, doing his uh, incorrect and, and, and uh, locative, location-wise, inaccurate avodah. And uh, the Isha Elohim comes to him and says to him, um, 
one day a child is being born to Beit David, and that'll be Yoshiahu, and he will come and kill all of your Kohanim on this place. And uh, and Vadayin lo nolad Menasha. And remember when before Yoshiahu gave Fivchiskiyahu or told him that he was going to get 15 more years, Menasha, Yoshiahu's grandfather, wasn't born yet, which means that those 15 years were already sub, uh, years that Chizkiyahu should have had in order to be able to give birth to Menasha to ultimately lead to Yoshiahu. So how do Chachamim explain why are these 15 years added years? These are 15 years that were already there. Rabbanon mikti mechezkiyahu doesn't say that that child is going to be a child of Chizkiah. It says there'll be a child born whose name is Yoshiahu from Beit David. So maybe if Chizkiah doesn't live on time, some other person will be born whose name is Yoshiahu who will do that. This, by the way, is kind of difficult because it's quite clear from the context that Yoshiahu is going to be a king, which means he's part of the dynastic succession. But all right. Ime Chizkiah no ladimina shacharini. So I'm saying it could be from either one. In any case, the last part of the Mishnah, like I mentioned, is, is really unnecessary. basically says that man, when a man's wife or Yevama or Chalutza dies, he's mutter and her sister. So Rav Yosef, Yosef says this indeed is an unnecessary Mishnah because everybody knows that halacha, once the wife dies, your mutter in the sister. So everyone should have a wonderful uh, day. If you're hearing this before Shabbos, a wonderful Shabbos, otherwise Shavuot. And in Yosef Hashem, we will pick up with the beginning of the fifth parak after Shabbos.